Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one, and we are back. And this is part two. And we are going to give you the next six steps, or rather, is it six? It'll be six. I have a secret bonus. So oh, right. boy. Secret bonus. And how to overcome the worst possible thing you can hear in the marketplace right now, especially from a seller, is I would sell my home if I had a place to move to. So if you did not listen to part one yesterday, please go back and listen to part one. And remember, this podcast is available everywhere. And by everywhere, I mean everywhere. Spotify, YouTube, Amazon, Google, um, obviously iTunes, everywhere you can possibly imagine. We have literally thousands of past podcasts, thousands, thousands of past podcasts. We think over 5,000. When we moved from one platform uh, like Podbean or something to another one, those of you who are podcast nerds, you know what I'm talking about. They only let us import 2,000 shows, but out in the ether, in the blog spheres, you can find at least 5,000 shows. So if you like today's show, you're going to love all the other shows that we have sitting out there waiting for you to consume for free because they're podcasts. But remember, this is just a podcast. This is real estate training. This is not coaching. Coaching and training are not the same thing. The best we can hope to do on this uh, podcast is to educate you guys and get you into action. But if you're ready to take your business to the next level, we have made it really easy for you. Join Premier Coaching. It's the next natural step for all of you. The link is in the show uh, description below. And along with all of our notes from today's podcast, we always try to put all of our notes, our outlines for every day in the show description so you can read along, but also, frankly, so you can use this information for yourself. We shared with you guys some ideas yesterday how you might want to use these points for social media, maybe educating your own team, whatever. It's all sitting there ready for you to use along with the link to join Premier Coaching. And remember, you can join Premier Coaching today for free. For free, for free, for free, for free, free, <laughs> free. And that does include a daily semi-private coaching call with a Harris certified coach. So scroll down, click the link, and you're good to go. If you're uh, in the URL, the website to join is just premiercoaching.com. But like I said, down below, you can just click the link. If you're just listening to us and you're driving or running or whatever, just remember premiercoaching.com and you can have the same experience. All right, Julie, let's pick up where we left off yesterday. How to overcome, deal with... The awful thing that everyone's hearing, I would love to list my house with you, Julie, yeah. but I don't have a place to go. Point number six. Yes. Point number six is consider selling the home first, but leasing it back to the buyer for a set amount of time, allowing your client to find their next home. Again, this is your seller, your homeowner doing a lease back to the buyer. So the buyer will have closed and then now your seller becomes a tenant in their own home. Now the buyer is happy because they secured the house and your seller's happy because they have both time and money coming in to facilitate their move to the next place. This move is to buy them time and to get money in their pocket. It doesn't mean they're going to have to lease the house back from the buyer for the whole duration. Um, and that'll have to be worked out in wherever the lease is. Maybe if the buyer, or, you know, the seller now buyer who's leasing their old house back finds something 90 days from now, they still have to give 
the you know owner of their home, um, you know the new owner of their home, thirty days notice so they can financially prepare. Now I will tell you um, a bugaboo with this one is sometimes depending on the nature of the financing that the buyer's using, there can't be a, an extended lease back. So you're going to have to adjust accordingly depending on your financing. But right there, point number six is one of the most powerful ways to get your seller to be motivated because you're going to explain to them that yes, we sell the house. Yes, we make the most of the market. Yes, you have your money in your pocket and you now can stay in your house for whatever the agreed amount of time is after the closing. And that gives you time to not just find a home, but maybe do new construction or finish the new construction you're working on. Options and or you also have time now to, um, you know, pack up and move. You can move a little bit slower than otherwise you'd have to be. Mm -hmm. This is just one of the, this is number six of our, you know, 11 ideas here. So make sure you're using all these accordingly. There's not one good fit for every single one of your potential uh, challenges here. You might want to, especially when you read or listen to Julie describe point number seven, Again, adjust accordingly depending on that particular client's needs. Point number seven, Julie. Yeah, I have to say I have heard from our coaches and our coaching clients, different people using every single one of these options. To to your point, not every seller is going to be the same. That's why you have 11 different options, right? Well, well you actually, and I think this is a fantastic idea, in our pre-listing pack what they get when they join Premier Coaching, have this as a you know, essentially an, a, insert. An, an insert so that all those prospective sellers that have this fear floating around their back of their minds are not going to at least realize they have some options. Yeah. I mean, you could even use that in an open house. You're going to meet people that are kind of stuck in this rut. I'd love to move. I want to cash out. I want to take advantage of the market. I'll probably get multiple offers, but then I'm going to be homeless. And then that's the end of the conversation. And you guys don't end up following up and doing any transactions. I'm, the creative entrepreneurial types listening um, are going to hear these points and be thinking, I can make a little video about this. I can start creating YouTube about these very con- these very ideas. 11 different videos. Exactly. All the same concept. You, you could do the- a series. There you go. Point number seven, seven, Julie Harris. Okay. Now, you're going to think I'm crazy on this, but this <laughs> actually was not something that you and I thought up. This is straight from the mouths of our coaching clients. I've heard this not once, not twice, but multiple times. Here it is. Point number seven. Remember, you're trying to sell and buy at the same time, but you can't find anything. Consider this little known but much utilized possibility. Buying an RV, a houseboat, or a sailboat. Yes, you heard me say that. We have many examples from our coaching clients that shared about their sellers who cashed out of their homes and simply bought something like this and just decided to travel for a while. And it's not just empty nesters. There's been families doing this. There's a a thing called RV homeschooling going on right now. You might be surprised that it's not just baby boomers or retirees that are doing that. Another version of this is for sellers to cash out and rent a series of short-term rentals in different areas of the country or the world, trying out new possibilities before they decide where to land. Now that one, that's kind of a spin on number seven. That started happening during COVID with the whole remote working thing because you have that option. You can bounce from our, uh, you know, VRBO to VRBO and try different markets out. Well, speaking of which, you hypothetically could then go buy a VRBO. It depends on the nature of your you lifestyle. Kids and obviously work are going to constrain all this. But someone could go and buy a VRBO, live in the VRBO while they look for their new main house. All kinds of different options. And then turn it back into a VRBO. It's not your job to tell that, uh, you know, prospective seller what their best choice is. Give them the different choices and they're going to come up with a solution that had you not presented these ideas to them, they wouldn't have ever thought of. How many of those sellers that you're dealing with that would love to list their house with you if they had a place to go are thinking, well, I have to find a new house first and then I put my house for sale. And because you haven't educated them on all the options, 
you're kind of stuck in their quagmire. So you have to show them that they have to be more creative. And in doing so, they're going to love you. You're going to make more money and you're going to set yourself. You guys are wondering, to, you know, how do you, you know, differentiate yourself, brand yourself in the marketplace? This is how. You actually help people to transact. And the more you help people to transact, the more referrals you get, the more money you make. It's not about your branding and your marketing. It's about your success record for solving other people's problems. Yeah, so don't be surprised when you're at a listing presentation using this, especially our premier coaching clients. And you use this and you know, one spouse turns to the other and go, honey, I never thought maybe we'll go on a road trip for a year. Let's go buy an RV. Let's just travel for a while. We've always wanted to do this. Let's go ahead and list our house. Don't be surprised when that happens, for example. Well, we have, I actually have uh, Dan and Carrie. Yeah. You know, Dan and Carrie mm -hmm. Shaw. They're about to uh, take off uh, uh, most of August mm -hmm. and they're going to travel around the country with four little kids. Oh my gosh. And it, it looks to me from the pictures of by uh, maybe a 24 foot RV. Wow. Wow. More yes. power to them. Yes. Well, you know, our. our uh, <laughs> and, my, and, yeah. and I think the oldest kid is like 10. I know. Gosh, that'll be, I hope they put a lot of that on Instagram. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, and actually we have uh, quite a few friends from Puerto Rico that are doing the world travel thing. I told you about a couple that was visiting Sweden yesterday mm -hmm. with another friend of ours from Puerto Rico. Um, you know, this is not such a strange option as you might think. Okay. So point number eight, consider finding your would be seller an off market home to purchase where that seller has flexibility. Now this has lots of advantages to it. Um, here you are in complete control with both sides of the transaction and you might pick up yet another client when the off-market seller also needs to buy. Refer to our podcast series and Housing Wire articles about how to find inventory that's not in the MLS. Now this explains why we have a large volume of transactions happening that you don't see obviously flowing through the MLS. I can attest to this with coaching clients, Tim. Many of our clients are, are finding this as a result of being proactive. Let's say I've got somebody that's dying to live in a certain neighborhood. Well, give an example. Um, I'm thinking of, you know, Jeannie in Phoenix, for example. Okay. So she has a series of people who are looking for specific things. And it could be as simple as I have a two story. I love my neighborhood, but I want, I need to go to a ranch floor plan. So she'll go door knocking in that neighborhood with that seller's specific needs to find it. Okay. So then she finds an off, off market ranch owning seller in the same neighborhood. Well, they hand her this objection. Well, gosh, that would be great to sell it to your buyer. I don't even have to do anything, but where am I going to move? Then she lather, rinses, and repeats. She's even had a couple of instances, I think, where this, the sellers were considering trading homes with each other. Well, that's the thing. That's the type of market we're in, but that's only going to be facilitated by agents that are being proactive, proactive and not just waiting for something to pop up in the drip campaign. You know, that's the market. This is the market for the long period of time. You have to accept time. it, though. Yeah. This is, guys, please listen to um, Julie and I with what we're telling you right now. These are the realities of this new market. There's not going to be a return to a buyer's market anytime soon no. in 99% of the country. There's not all of a sudden going to be a bunch of inventory that's going to come for we're sale. We're a million list, active listings away from that being true. This is going to, the market that we're in now is going to not suffer any fools. And if you think you're going to be able to wait around for things to come for sale, I mean, new construction aside, it's just not going to happen. You're going to have to be proactive, not just survive, but truly thrive.
closed marketplace. Now, having that mindset and that approach and that skill set gives you an unfair advantage in the marketplace because what are most other agents doing? Waiting for something to show up in their lives, waiting for a listing to come up in the MLS, waiting, waiting, waiting. You waiting be, is not a strategy. It isn't. You have to be proactive in this marketplace 100% of the time. Now, well, I have to say this too. If you're not hearing a list with you, but where am I going to buy? It's because you're simply not being proactive because I'll tell you where you're hearing all this. Anybody who's talking to their past clients and centers of influence, like all of our coaching clients doing their regular coaching homework, talking to their database, they hear that objection. Anybody who is door knocking, like my example of Jeannie, she's being proactive and she's still hearing that objection from the person whose house they, she finds. Where am I going to move? Open house leads. I would sell with you, but where am I going to move? If you're not hearing that, you are not really in the marketplace. This gonna, is the number one objection. I'm going to tell you guys an inside joke with Julie and I. Um, she has coached in her career probably a thousand ladies named Jeannie or Barbara. <laughs> yes. So if your name is Jeannie or Barbara and you're listening, I have news for you. It's inevitable that at some point you're going to hire Julie to be your personal real estate coach. Right. And if you're a Jeannie or Barbara and you're not licensed yet, well, you're going to be any day now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I know it's funny. I have to take good notes to keep everybody straight. All right. So point number nine, objection handler number nine, some of your seller prospects may be ready to move into an assisted living care facility. This is another thing I'm hearing about a lot. Many of those, the homes that are coming onto the market right now are in 55 or over communities, downsizing, empty nester homes and the like. Are you prospecting in those neighborhoods? Now they're not always deemed over 55 communities. Sometimes they're just patio homes that are all ranches, right? But that's the type of inventory that's coming on. And some of those sellers are going to assisted living care facilities. So that's an option for some. Now we have done a lot of podcasts, a lot of coaching and training about where to find you know, hidden homes for sale, inventory of homes for sale. And we talked a lot about working with the assisted living facility places because long story short, when someone shows up and they want to move into an assisted living place, it's not just always a nursing home. It's sometimes just a 55-year-old community, you know, something like that, which is shocking that you can I know, it. I can't even say okay, it. Let's not even say that out loud, right? <laughs> but so the moral of the story is, is what you're going to see are a lot of those, a lot of times that those build reps or those, you know, um, you know, reps of those types of communities are going to be an amazing source of listing leads. So, yeah. um, you know, Julie's grandparents, uh, when they were alive, they had to go to this place called Faradine in Westerville. What Faradine does is they financially qualify you. And one of the first things they do is they find out what assets you are, you have. And if you have a house, what Faradine is going to try to do is get you to give them that house. And I'm not exaggerating. They want to qualify you based on what your financial ability to pay is. And then they can adjust accordingly with what you're going to have to pay per month. But that's, again, a whole new market that some of you haven't even considered before. The person inside those um, you know, facilities, they are going to be in a phenomenal source of listing leads. And again, we teach you guys how to do this premier coaching. It's not just that. There's so many other different sources. We have 30 different sources of listing leads that you guys can be attracting and none of them do you have to purchase. I want you to keep that in mind what I just said. You do not have to buy leads. You can generate your own leads if you have the skill set and then you can essentially guys habitually have a very consistent cash flowing real estate practice, which is a dream of all of you, but unfortunately some of you never get there and why? It's because you have not developed the mindset and the skill set. It's very easy for you to do both. Just join Premier Coaching. The link is below. Next point, Julie. Next point is number 10. It's on the bottom of the list for a reason. I think most of you will agree, but it is an option. Last but not least, maybe not for everyone, but is an option, moving in with relatives. Whether that's moving in with parents or kids or cousins somewhere else, it can be a short-term solution. 
So make sure you're asking. That might be a possibility. Now I have a bonus point, number 11, Tim. Don't forget, and this, this is a, a statistic that's actually going up right now, not going down. Just under 25% of transactions that have closed recently were all cash. So you, in, in that instance, you might not have to really have this conversation. They're going to go ahead and buy without the sale because they've got cash from something else. Well, I mean, this leads back to something we talked about yesterday. A lot of agents, and this isn't just new agents. I see all agents doing this. Mm -hmm. They put themselves on, like, they see things through, like, financial, financially it makes it, Financial conversations they hate having with themselves, let alone consumers. They're uncomfortable. They're uncomfortable. And so a lot of the points we just gave to you guys are going to force your potential clients to have maybe financial conversations with you that you're uncomfortable having. Thus, you're probably not ever going to follow any of these ideas. Because, Being a secret agent. Exactly. And you got to be, you have to really confront your the limitations you're putting on yourself because those are the same limitations you're then going to extend to everybody else. You You think from lack of exposure that everyone else thinks about money and everyone else thinks about just life in general like you do, the more you start leaving it up to the consumer to decide what their natural next, uh, you know, what their course of action is going to be by giving them the different options, the frankly, the more people you're going to help and the more money you're going to make. Do not approach relationships or conversations, especially with real estate clients, with your limiting set of beliefs about what you feel comfortable doing financially, what your what your uh, sort of boundaries are. Maybe you would never in a million years do any of these things, but it does not mean that 99% of your clients out there wouldn't love to do them. And here's the other thing we're starting to see. There are definitely a lot of people, this is a point we talked about yesterday, there are a lot of people that are moving their uh, list dates forward. So if you ask somebody, you know, ask yourself, and I'll ask you right now, listener, what, when realistically in the future are you putting the house you're presently living on for sale? You probably have an idea in your mind, right? Is it going to be six months from now? Is it going to be when Bobby and Betty graduate from high school? Is it going to be when your husband gets the transfer, your wife gets the transfer, whatever, right? There is a move date somewhere in the future. Now, if it's in the distant future, this won't work as much as if it's, say, 12 to 24, maybe 18 months. If you were to present, if I were to present to you right now an offer that was a fantastic price, condition, terms, everything, and you had a slow move out, maybe it was a year lease back or whatever, wouldn't you absolutely positively like wrestle with yourself not to take the offer now? I mean, because what you're in essence doing is you're removing the future stress of having to worry about selling the house. Those are the types of transactions that are starting to become more frequent um, because people, agents are being more proactive and the ones that have the skill set are having these conversations, whereas some of you without the skill set and the mindset are not doing this because it makes you uncomfortable. Julie, does this make sense? It does make sense. So I think about somebody like my elite coaching client, Tammy Irby in Northern Virginia, okay? She's taking this content and she's turning that into videos. What is she going to do with that? She's going to send it to her database. She's going to put it on her social media. The conversation is if you knew that there were a strategy to find you your next home, and if you knew that you're likely to get multiple offers and sell your existing home quickly, what would that do to your future plans? Take a look at all of the different ways that I can engineer that for you so that you can have a smooth transition without owning two homes at once, unless you want to, or making yourself homeless. That's removing the gorilla in the room, which is the objection I would list with you today. I would love to cash out. I can't believe what my house is worth in this market, but I don't want to be homeless. She's removing that objection. Well, so you just touched on a couple of things, and then I thought of a bonus point number 12. Ah. All right, so what Julie just touched on, and please be clear about this, 
is very few uh, of anybody, and all of you listening, ask yourself this question. What matters more, the price, in other words, the affordability of whatever it is that you want to buy or the, or, the, uh, or the payment, right? What matters more, the payment or the price? Every single one of you, if it's like you're thinking about buying a house, it's $14 trillion, but you can afford the payment. It's like not that much of a stretch. You don't really care what the price is, do you? That's how most people think. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm not suggesting you anything. I'm just saying that's how people payment shop is the big takeaway. So just keep all that in mind um, because a lot of times people might say, for example, well, I'm not ready. To, I'm, you know, I would move, but I'm waiting for interest rates to fall. And this goes back to previous podcasts and coaching. You need to become more literate on how you can help them to learn how to buy rates down, get payments lower. But I'm going to tell you, this is definitely this bonus point number 12. This is what you and I did mm-hmm. when we were selling real estate and coaching agents um, in inventory constrained markets. Is you? We always go back to this because we know this is the future of residential real estate. Probably in the next three to five years, new construction. Okay. New construction is going to be the absolute, if dare I say, savior to the residential real estate market. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen on the resale side. We would be. I cannot fathom um, other than some sort of you know housing apocalypse, which isn't in the cards any kind of uh, excessive amount of homes for sale for just a generation. Nope. There, it could be 10 years, honestly. No, Be- I, I'm listening to tons of podcasts about this right now, about new construction being the savior. And, it is. And, and in fact, you already see it in the statistics. That's why yesterday when we started this series about how to handle this objection, that was point number one, is to learn about new construction, to build, to buy a spec home, to educate yourselves. Because statistically, it's already proving out 30% of of available homes. Now that doesn't necessarily mean it's an active listing in your MLS, but it is available inventory. You just have to know about it. 30% of the actively available homes are new construction. Which you're not going to find in the MLS, which you're going to have to go out and educate yourself on because new builders know that they have, in most markets, basically the market cornered because they have something that other people they don't, don't have. They don't have to put it in the They don't have to put it in the MLS. They're, you know, so, and they are going to pay you a, a, a co-op commission. You know, Two years ago during COVID, it was a co-op commission plus, 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 but now it's back down to normal. Why is this important? Because new construction in most markets is going to take six months, eight months, a year, maybe a year and a half. Well, you can put that buyer in contract on that new construction home and let the new construction build rep do their thing. And now you've got a listing in the future. You guys get it? You gotta have to be thinking out of the box with all these examples, but there is opportunity everywhere around you. There's not gonna be a real estate crash. There's not going to be a return to the market that was before. We don't believe there's going to be any sort of precipitous drop in interest rates. You're just going to have to learn to hustle at a higher at a higher degree. It's not this market is not necessarily more work than it was before. It's just different work. And I this market, in our opinion, is actually better for agents because you're going to get paid for your skill set. You're going to get paid for, and essentially, buyers and sellers are going to choose to work with you based on your actual ability to perform. Virtual versus, say, for example, back in the old market, sellers would list with just about anybody because they knew the house would sell. Well, they kind of do that way now, but they are becoming more particular because now they're worried about are they going to be able to find a house that they're interested in moving into? Well, now you're presenting all these different options. That gives you an unfair advantage in getting the listing. You guys get it how it's a skills-based market now? Before it was largely about you know who knew you or that type of thing. Now it's about what you know. So we're moving from a, a market that where people were being less selective, where skills were less important, now to where skills are incredibly important. And that the reason it excites us from a coaching perspective is these are skills that all of you guys can develop uh, frankly, relatively quick when you join Premier Coaching, and then you can immediately take those new skills to the marketplace and start making money. Imagine you in an open house 
that we've taught you how to do at a high level. Having a conversation with a neighbor who's thinking about putting their house for sale, but they would sell, but they can't have a, uh, you know, they don't have a place to go. This very, you know, horrible objection that you guys are having to deal with. And now you could say, I'm so glad you happened to say that, Mr. Seller, but I have 12 possible solutions for you. Now you've got yourself a listing. Now you're going to help them buy a house. You guys get it? Knowledge equals confidence. Ignorance equals fear. And if you're feeling fear, just accept the fact that you maybe are a little bit ignorant about how to actually perform at a high level in a marketplace like this. That's right. So the script is here are the 12 different options, which is best for you. Let's take a look at these together versus what probably 90% of you are currently doing is, yeah, I know there's nothing available. Gosh, let's just put you in the drip system, see how it goes. Yeah. That's not a solution. That's the lazy agent's way to not make any money this year. And go back to what we talked about earlier this week about really setting the bar high for the buyers that you're going to choose to yes, work with. Too. If they're straight up buyers with no houses to sell, you got to set that you know bar super high. If they have a house to sell with a mountain of equity, then obviously you can be a little bit more flexible. Don't be flexible on the exclusive buyer agency contract. Absolutely make them essentially exclusive to you for the duration of that contract and you exclusive to them. And then what you're going to start discovering is there are hypothetically fewer people that are, uh, I'm frankly, you're going to have to kiss a lot more frogs and then you're going to find the princess. So get your mindset in that mode where you're going to be willing to talk with uh, more leads, but you're going to be running them through a pre-qual process and be okay asking the tough questions. And if that means that at the end of the day, they don't qualify to work with you because they didn't meet the, you know, the minimum standards, then that's good for you. You're going to get your time back. So let me give you an example from my elite coaching client, Gunner in Seattle. Okay. We always do, you know, tell me the numbers at the top of every coaching call. He, between one coaching call and the next, had an open house, followed the open house checklist, got a new $650,000 buyer couple, counseled them with a buyer, <clears throat> excuse me, buyer presentation. It was textbook because you know what happened? He had them in contract by our next coaching call with a two-week closing. Now, how does that happen? Because he sat them down. He sorted out their financing, which they already had in alignment. He did the presentation with what was going to be expected. You're probably going to have to go over lists. You're going to have to do A, B, C, D, and E to be competitive. Are you still serious knowing this? Yes, they had the financing in alignment. They didn't have anything to sell. Yes, they knew what they were going to have to pony up to win. I think he said there were 11 offers and they won. Now that's the difference between a buyer who is serious, committed, not just pre-qualified, but I think they were loan committed, who was coachable by him and would do what was necessary. And that's why they're going to be closing in two weeks. Well, think about this, Julie. How many people right now listening are part of teams, own, you know, run teams, run small brokerages, office managers, yep. who maybe some of you guys listening right now are stuck in the quagmire of you're having to feed your buyer's agents or your agent's buyer leads, and you're panicking because you're seeing that they're closing fewer deals. Well, if it's on the buyer side of the business, it's because maybe they're lacking the skills to necessarily help those people see their way through the fog of the current market and giving them these 12 different options. You're running up against a skills deficit. Please accept that's what it is and be grateful, frankly, that you're seeing it's not just I need more leads. You need to learn how to work the leads you've got at a higher level quicker. Yes. And that way you can you know, work out the wheat from the chaff. That's really what a market like this is all about. And you can, you guys can handle it. You can kick some serious butt in this market. We're having coaching clients, um, some of which are, have only been with us for maybe a matter of months. You know, obviously some of them have been with us for over 10 years. Maybe we had one that's, we have one that's been with us for 18 years. But we're having coaching clients who are making more money now than they did in the previous market because it's become skills-based. 
because it's sure. no longer about who's got the most, you know, flipperty jibbity, you know, friends at the, you know, golf course or whatever. Right. <laughs> well, so take Gunner, for example, 11 offers. That means congratulations, Gunner. But that means that there were 10 other offers that didn't win. Some of them because they lacked the skill to be competitive. Maybe the buyers weren't up for it. But he is rewarded because he was coachable and his buyers were rewarded because they were coachable by him. That's right. And again, if those buyers hadn't been serious in the first place, they wouldn't have sat through the presentation. They wouldn't have taken his coaching on how to get the process, you know, transacted. They wouldn't have signed the exclusive buyer's agency agreement. And Gunner may have been a little bit disappointed that those buyers weren't real buyers, but where he, you know, when all say next then. Exactly. And then, oh, thank God I didn't have to, you know, spoil my weekends showing you a bunch of houses that you never would have bought. This is what this market's all about. Please just open your mind to the possibilities and be a little bit, start being a little bit more rigid with who you work with and be incredibly rigid who you listen to. Because right now there's so much conflicting information, especially frankly from our world of coaching and training, all these different people that are fire hosing you guys with all this different information. The reason that this is the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States is because when you're listening to us and we base this on what I'm saying on our feedback, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of five-star reviews on our podcast and our book and our coaching program is because we give you guys no BS, practical, tactical, you know, action-worthy information every single day. Our coaching program is the podcast like thousand levels more than this. This is just training. Coaching is obviously completely different. But the moral of the story is, If, you know, get back to first principles in your thinking. First principles is how do I actually get to the point where I'm going to help somebody and I'm going to get paid as quickly as possible. If the more complicated something is, the the less likely it is to work, the more likely it is for you to waste money, waste time, and use your psychological bandwidth. So in a marketplace like this, focus on who you can help, pre-qualifying, make sure that they're qualified to transact. And then obviously getting the job done. That's what we're focused on. Practical, tactical, no BS. And thank you for appreciating that. I know tens of thousands of you are listening every day. Thank you for keeping this number one list to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. And please do consider giving us a five-star review on iTunes. And in the comments, leave in the on iTunes, leave why you like the podcast. A lot of you say you feel motivated, you feel excited. You know now that you have the actions, the, you, the action items you need to move forward. And I think the reason that most of you really love this podcast is because you're around a community of people that are not stuck in the mud. That's really what our p- coaching program is as well. People that are optimistic, people that are excited, people that are in alignment with what their highest and truest purpose on this planet is, which is being of service to other people. And when you click into that space, It feels amazing because guess what? Not only are you feeling great seeing yourself being a professional real estate agent, but you're also making a lot of money, right? That's Mm -hmm. okay, isn't it, listeners? So thank you for keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in at least the United States. Have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.